We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? This drink, I like it. Another! The Very Serious Writing Show. Starring Sarah Erickson and Daniel Thompson. Hey, everybody. Last time we talked, we were talking about uh, characters from real life, people in real life showing up as book characters. Oh, gosh. There's yeah. so many fun people in the world. It's 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 surprising more of them aren't in novels, to be honest. Yeah, frankly, I th- we have no excuse in terms... If we have a bland character in a story, we have no excuse for that. Mm-hmm. We, that's, that's another thing. My, my main characters tend to be very bland. Like... I don't know if you even remember Blood and Honor. That was my novel that I submitted uh, that I brought to the Winter Workshop. You mean the novel that I was crying over at the Winter Workshop? Yeah, that yeah, one. I my, remember it. <laughs> yeah, my character was so bland. <laughs> I, I mean, he was he was fine. He was an action book character. It was an mm-hmm. action story, but he just his personality wasn't very well developed. My my supporting cast I felt was pretty pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. yeah, at the time, he was very 2D, two-dimensional, mm-hmm. and he, he was missing dif- different aspects to really flesh him out. Of course, at that time, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely in love with all your characters, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Oh, do you remember your nano? Oh, oh. your nano-rimo. <laughs> oh, that oh. was awful. <laughs> Happy memories. <laughs> you kept saying, oh, if only Twilight was written by a 12-year-old, then maybe it wouldn't have been finished. I know. <laughs> It was. It was like a NaNoWriMo version of Twilight. So, <laughs> I still have that novel buried away deep in the darkest corners of my computer, and I've been so afraid to go back and edit it. It's it's ridiculous. You should just bring it back as a comedy. <laughs> I, think I, I could. I could. Just I I mean it was melodramatic to begin. You you add a little bit of melodrama to it, just a little <laughs> bit more, and that it would sell. It'd be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be so good. It'd be like a little parody of Twilight. Maybe change one of the names. What was mm-hmm. it? Jake, Samantha, and Gabriel. <laughs> change change Gabriel to Edward or something like that. It'd be perfect. <laughs> it's too good. Oh, God. Oh, it was so great because we ended up treating it like that, that screenplay and you and you were reading it in all these voices and, mm-hmm. and Katie and... <laughs> Oh yeah, just going around the table, just doing all the different voices, and then y'all. I have a recording of that too. Oh, do you? I, I remember. Do. It's it's on my um. I think it's on my Google Documents. Actually, I have really? it on. Yeah, you know, I I saw the one where I did the voice on Matt's short story. Mm-hmm. I remember that one, and then I have the footage of the people who ran over to the table and started waving their hands around. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was fun, but no, I don't. I I forgot about that. And yeah, then that's ridiculous. And, and then we took my my screenplay. It was like the last day. I felt so bad too because we didn't give you any critiques. Remember, I, <laughs> I spent, didn't get like, a thing. I spent like four hours the week after to give that's you a right. thorough critique. You did. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> but that was the funnest thing. But as I'm watching it, I'm I'm realizing, oh my gosh, how cheesy is this thing that I've written. <laughs> And I was like, I thought that maybe that cheesiness wouldn't come out in the final product. Uh, this It's Seven Sealed I'm talking about, by the way, for those yeah. who have no concept who are listening right now who have no idea what we're talking about. But anyway, yeah. No, it was it was ridiculous. I, I thought that maybe the melodrama would, would kind of tone itself down in the actual film, and it didn't. 
<laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, well, speaking of melodrama, I mean, yours was nothing compared to mine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, oh, poor me. I didn't even mean to have it be melodramatic either. Well, when you're writing a NaNoWriMo, I mean, you have no really... You have no solid grasp on reality. That's true. <laughs> over That's time. true. And I and I was basing it on a story I wrote when I was twelve. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. This is why this is why you start new novels and don't take ideas from when you're ten, eleven. <laughs> Sometimes they could work, maybe. Yeah. If, I, if you put a lot of effort into them. I have I have plot bunnies still laying around from when I was fourteen and wrote my first novel. Yeah. Yeah, like I have the I have a. What is it? A historical fiction set during the fall of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. And oh, you told me about that one. Yeah, and I started I started outlining. I never got anywhere in the outline, so it was just like, eh. I know. I told you. Why'd you do that? Why'd you let it fall like that? <laughs> eh, I got I got disinterested and went on to bigger and better things, and then never wrote another full novel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh goodness. But even at, like, the workshop, again, we're talking about all these different characters and situations that are so bigger than life that could add so much to novels and stories. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting how much we go through and we think, oh, you know, this is funny to think about, but how boring would it be to be written? Yeah. And in reality, the, the stuff uh, the stuff that we think would be nor- boring normally, the real life stuff, is actually really compelling and interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and worth being written and read. So it, it's a surprising thing. I hate going from the whole aspect of write what you know, but the, the value of it is astonishing to me. And, mm-hmm. and to this day, I probably won't take any plot lines from real life, maybe. But the, using the characters and the little situational things that come mm-hmm. up. I've used dialogue uh, that I've had with other people. If I, if I have a really interesting conversation with someone or if someone says something that really resounds, I'll write it down and I'll use it later. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah. So you, you haven't been writing creatively, though. You've been doing a nonfic from recently in the college. Um, yeah, I've been doing more of the nonfiction for my college because it's my second year helping uh, as a teacher's assistant for my English composition class. Um, when I took the class two years ago, I think it was day three or four into the class, my teacher said, hey, will you be my teacher's assistant next year? I said, sure, why not? And here I am now. <laughs> and <laughs> so what I've been doing is I've been writing a lot of examples on I guess to an extent it is um, creative because we were working on narrative papers this last weekend, okay. which is which is one of my favorite papers for the course. So what I was doing is I love how people talk about we, – we go through a discussion board first and they talk about different aspects they put into their writing. And with – the narrative paper, they have to take something that has happened in their life. So another thing of talking about writing from experience, they all had to write from experience. And mm. it's really fascinating to watch. This one guy t- took his um, an experience of catching a fish. And he wrote a real experience where he was through where he caught this fish and it escaped and he caught it again and the fish ended up swallowing two fish hooks and the fish died in his hands. And, you know, it's not necessarily the most intriguing story you would think. No. But the way he wrote it, he actually made me cry over a dead fish. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you crying over my my uh, Hisfic novel means nothing. 
come on. <laughs> oh, but but seriously. But it's no, amazing. yeah. It's amazing what people can write about. There were different people who wrote about like the fish story, and and there was another gal who wrote about her cancer story, and how she had a bone marrow cancer, and it's she's been working through it. So it's amazing how these different situations in life can become great stories and great examples of something to inspire people. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite thing about writing, whether it's for college courses where I'm giving examples of how to use emotion to manipulate people's emotions or description to taking examples of things that have happened in your life or in your grandmother's life or your brother's life. Like one of the ladies had um, a story about her grandmother who was in a concentration camp. And oh, gosh. She, oh, that was a heartbreaking story. She ta- told about the story about how her grandmother and her entire family was sent to the concentration camp and how they were separated and how the grandmother didn't see any of them again. But she did get out and she married a man and they had three kids. And it's really amazing because whether or not you've experienced it or whether you're hearing stories from your grandma or doing real research there are so many ways to write from what you know more than we even know mm-hmm. and it's, it's astonishing to me that that is a really good summary of the whole thing yeah i'm not sure what to add to that i just lost all words <laughs> i hate it when that happens bill myers did that to me over and over i had bill on the show and he would just say something and it'd end up being profound and i'd just be like uh, b- b- um, uh, well, tell me uh, how many, what, uh, but um, how do you comedy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. That's a great, that's a great um, compliment on your part. Thank you, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, uh, you said that you're, uh, you're in, uh, you're in college. What are you studying? I don't remember. Um, well, right now, um, I have changed what I'm studying so many times. Um, I'm kind of toying with a number of ideas, but right now what I'm studying is animal nutrition um, to become more of an animal nutritionist because that ties in with what our family's business is. We work with human nutrition through fermentation. So I'm, I'm studying animal nutrition um, and toying over the idea of becoming an animal nutritionist as well. Fermentation of vegetables. I think you need to say fermentation of vegetables. Well, you can do vegetables. There's dairy kefir. We've even fermented meat. Um, really? So, yeah, we we make our own corned beef for uh, St. Patrick's Day. We ferment our own meat. So I, I can't. I can't technically say vegetables because sometimes our kitchen looks like a mad scientist's lab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time you told me you did you did that type of stuff, it was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Again, we were at the Winter Workshop, and we uh, had a number of people standing around, and, and it ended up me being me, and who was it? Was it Wooten? I don't remember his real name. Uh, As Wooten. Josh. Josh, thank you. Yeah. I think it was me and Josh, we were talking about sauerkraut, and how much we <laughs> 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 that just comes up in conversation, you know. Hey, how, what do you think about sauerkraut? <laughs> <laughs> it does in my life every single day. Yep, I, I know. I understand. <laughs> oh, and you poor thing, you were standing there with your jaw open, like, yeah, words. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> you sauerkraut. Yeah, exactly. Sauerkraut, dairy, kefir. Oh, and another thing we kept talking about, kefir, and how people call it kefir. And poor kefir was standing there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're totally drinking a kefir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the best. I feel really sorry for anyone listening right now who doesn't have any Oian background. <laughs> they have no oh, idea what's <laughs> They have no idea what's happening. Sorry, guys. You'll have to catch us around next episode. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh gosh well you know what this has been a ton of fun but i think we're going to need to do a wrap up pretty Absolutely. quick so where can people find you on social media if they if you ever post something for writing or people just want to say hi where do they go um you can find me on facebook it's sarah erickson s-a-r-a-h space e-r-i-c-s-o-n i have a picture of my white poodle um he's a show poodle so that's most likely what you will see as my my picture um pretty much facebook is where you can find me um and if you're on the oyan group of uh, the oyan facebook group or the forum as well actually i'm on the oyan plus forum so i'm in the i'm a newbie for in the oldies so oh yeah those, those we are were, the two places we were gonna take that place over how's it going thus far um i've been really busy with teaching so i have i have uh i have delayed on the conquering <laughs> well, I'll be there before too long. We'll conquer together. We'll make it a thing. Awesome. I'm look for- looking forward to it, Daniel. <laughs> well, Sarah, it has been fantastic catching up with you. You too. Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. All right. Well, I'll catch you around later. Sounds good. Hello, everybody. It is really very late at night right now. I think we may start throwing episodes out on Thursdays because this whole Monday night thing ain't working out for me at all. Oh, I just submitted a paper. It's about how we should use Elizabethan pirate, pirate? Yeah, that's why I want to say Elizabethan pirate policies towards modern day hackers. It's really rather profound. You didn't need to know that, but now you do. I'm trying to be quiet because like I can't be loud, otherwise I'll wake up my neighbor in the dorm next to me, and he's he's Native American, and I don't, yeah, he scares me just a little bit, because he's really, really tall. Like, he could hurt me if he wanted to. <sighs> so that's your tidbit of knowledge for the day. <laughs> I'm delirious officially. Okay, um... What do I want to say? Hey, this next couple weeks, Adventures in Odyssey is taking over the show. We have three Adventures in Odyssey writers, and they are absolutely awesome. So the next couple episodes are going to be those guys. You do not want to miss that. I mean, like, for real, these people are legit. You can follow the show on iTunes or SoundCloud or by going to thatguywiththehat.com. From where into, you can go to Facebook or Twitter or Goodreads. Or the other places like SoundCloud, right? In fact, just go to thatguywiththehat.com and there's a hangout there so we can hang out. It's pretty special. And also, Sarah's social medias. Go say hi to Sarah. Sarah's a good human. Sarah's a good human. And worth saying hi to. That is all. Yeah, that is all. I'm going to bed. Good night.